Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are at what, Neil? 109? 110. Actually, 110? 100. Yes. Don't sound so surprised. You were actually there when we when we recorded I'm, 109 sure it was. it's <laughs> yes. a whirlwind at least i this think you a were whirlwind, a whirlwind yes so and you know what you know so so of course you can get us at reach us at our normal spots uh punk till i die 77 at gmail or punk till i die podcast on facebook um but you know we have a we have a little bit of a treat tonight neil because yeah i, I know both of us are going on going away for a few days so we wanted to do one more podcast and i thought wouldn't it be nice if we talked to a woman before we left because <laughs> so that sounds kind of weird. That sounds very strange. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. It, it, I think it's. I think it's good that we get as many perspectives as humanly possible. So our guest today is actually. Uh, her name is Ginny Fantham, and uh, she's. Uh, well, I tell you what. I'm going to let her pretty much tell you every. Tell her. Tell us everything about herself, other than the fact that she has written a book called loose gravel and so we're going to kind of talk to her about her you know punk rock experiences and about her book so so why don't you tell us a little bit about your anyway i'm sorry so hello jet hello jenny hello hey, how you doing <laughs> that, was a, that was the longest introduction in history tom <laughs> it's, like, it's funny because i suck at intros and I'm, i mean we had, we had some very famous people on and i suck at introducing them, them too so don't feel don't feel at all like slighted by my crappy intro because i give everybody crappy intros it's kind of my thing <laughs> like my signature it wasn't crappy <laughs> well i never I, I should probably you know it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to actually like plan things out ahead of time but you know spontaneity spontaneity is the thing right exactly 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 correct so, so you were you're currently in toronto canada did you did you grow up in that area well i grew up in ottawa which is it's further kind of like your washington dc it's where the house of parliament is all the hmm. politicians are there do you have a Do you have a Canadian equivalent of Henry Rollins, who's in every single like Canadian punk documentary? <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? There's always some um, media whore, and we have an astronaut. I think he's Canadian, and he plays. Oh God, he's awful. He's always in the media. I I don't know. Well, he's hopefully... an astronaut, though. Huh. Yeah. Well, hopefully, he's not in but every he... punk rock documentary, though. Like I think Rollins. he was on this. He was on some, um, some I don't know space voyage, and he was playing, um, a, Z- a Z Stardust or something. Uh, well, let it be known that Jenny thinks that Henry Rollins is a media whore. I believe that's that's what the take <laughs> for this, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sure people are calling him. I'm sure he's not making those calls. <laughs> but so you grew you grew up you grew up in Ottawa. Um, How'd you uh, get into how'd you get into the punk rock scene? Well, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. As a, just as a teenager, it's one of those things where you you hear the songs, you're into one thing. I was into classic rock and and really heavy rock, and then all of a sudden I heard punk, and I'm like, well, this is way better. But I like I like all I like both of them. But um, I was probably around 15 when I got into it. Mm. And that was, um, let's just say it was the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she likes both kinds of music, punk and rock right there. Exactly. We got it. Well, I like a hell of a lot of music, but uh, um, 
Ottawa is a, kind of a small town, even though it's where the uh, nation's capital is. And so I lived out in the suburbs, and it was one of those things, trying to get downtown to go to shows was a real pain since I didn't drive. But I don't know what it was. When I was a little kid, I just wanted to play drums, and I kept asking year after year for a drum kit. Didn't get one, so I went and bought myself one when I, once I got a job. Hmm. Was it, was there so a... that sort of oh, was sorry. like, well, because I like punk, I'm going to start playing that kind of music. Mm. Was there a scene, was there a punk scene in Ottawa in the 80s when you were starting to get into it? There was a bit of one. Um, there weren't a lot of people. I probably could count them on, I think, all my fingers. <laughs> people were in the scene. Uh, There's a lot of people who liked it, but because Ottawa was sort of, like I said, a small town, even though it... It's not really. It's a big city. It any time a band came, it didn't matter what kind of music it was. It was like, "Yay, a band's coming to town. Let's go see it." Hmm. Did you? Um, so, how far was it like to Toronto? I mean, was that was that something that you could potentially? Because I assume every band, even the big American bands, I assume all wanted to play Toronto. Was that drivable for you, or not really? Is it too far? Well, not when I was a teenager. I had. I mean, I did have uh, cousins that lived here, and I could come out and see, see shows. Like, sure. Yeah, there was a club called Larry's Hideaway that was really quite big for punk shows back then. Uh, but, mm. I mean, stuff came to Ottawa. Not a lot, but when it did, everyone was there. Mm. So you got good yeah, turnouts. We, yeah, and we had our own selection of punk bands, like the Restless Virgins. So That does not ring a bell with me, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't check them out. Yeah, you should check them out. They're really good. So who were some Restless? of your favorite? Who, who were some of your favorite Canadian punk bands back then? Well, you know, No Means No and DOA, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was uh, the Dish Rags and oh god, well anything on any of the Canadian compilations. Uh, but then you know when I I did move to Toronto to go um, to school, and I sort of got into the Toronto punk scene at that point because I put up an ad in a music store looking for musicians to start a band and that started that hmm. were you um were you did so did you get bands going when you were still in ottawa or was it, so you're talking about college right you're saying you went to college in toronto basically university yeah. Yeah. were you did, had you started playing in bands when you were still in ottawa then i did yeah there was like, in an all-girl kind of garage punk band called boom Chanka. i was in a um, a couple of punk bands that lasted for t- three seconds, and I was in a ska band that lasted for maybe a little less than three seconds. Good, that's, that's probably <laughs> that's all right. It was ska. You're <laughs> yeah. better off, right? Yep. <laughs> no, I love ska. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I got to Toronto, that's when you know I really started playing with bands for long periods of time. So, so it's funny. So we, you know, we always we always ask guests to pick out pick out some songs to play. And it's always kind of you, you get a little window to the soul with what songs people play, but mm. the but it, so I'm I'm kind of working towards cutting a song in in here. But what I the, did you? I assume you recorded some music over the years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it didn't get huge airplay sure. or anything. Sure. I mean, it's just stuff you you put out on. Hey, back then it was a seven inch single, maybe sure. uh, an EP or something, and um, a CD. So it's just so my my curiosity is we're not playing any of your band's music at least at least as of the plan right now. Do you did you 
if if somebody wanted to listen to something, well, you know what? Let's get, let's get into that a little bit later. Let's let's actually play a song. One of the songs you picked. You know, which which song should we play first? Let's make her explain it. Well, she mentioned DOA, so uh, how about uh, a DOA song? I think uh, Ooh, World World War Three was the one that was picked, is, right? This is a great one. Actually, I can't possibly even question her on this because it's such a great song. But why don't you tell us why you picked this one anyway? Well, you know, when I was in Ottawa, like I said, because it was kind of like the seat of the political <clears throat> or sorry, parliament and political parties. Sure. I um, I became very involved in a lot of political um, social organizations. And mm. um, I was on, on Parliament Hill. They had a, a peace camp and we had a remember the cruise missile. We had a big refru- refuse the cruise rally mm. where we had this giant paper mache uh, cruise missile that we brought up to the prime minister's house <laughs> and we were camping actually we threw some tarps over it and we were camping underneath it on parliament hill and right now on parliament hill there's a sign that's got like a tent with an arrow through it or a cross through it that says <laughs> go camping and that's because of us <laughs> so you ruined it for everybody that's important <laughs> so neil neil can we back for just a second here was that did we yes. talk to the we Creek did. about the same thing we did we talked so, to uh, a, we talked to tv smith weeks... yeah tv smith oh, from the TV adverts smith. oh yeah. it was tv smith yeah. okay oh, yeah. i was yeah. gonna say we we just had a conversation about this relatively recently i was trying to remember who it was yeah because like he said do- we had a- he was doing the same thing in england well there was a big thing in the same time in england because the americans were trying to put the cruise missiles in and um tv smith wrote a song about it called tomahawk cruise so we actually talked to uh-huh. him about that yeah okay in uh, in 10- nice. 106 i think it was episode 106 so yeah so, same, so, same thing so could you say that you, the bands like DOA, like DOA kind of was what something that spurred you towards political action or was it it was the just coincidence? No, I think it was just um, it just appealed to me. Gotcha. I'm a bit of a, a punk rock hippie. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Let's let's play uh, DOA World War Three. Oh! 
Classic World War Three, and that was their thing, right? They always said, "Was it talk minus action equals zero, right? So they were yeah. always yep. they were always for people actually doing stuff and not just talking about it. So you know, yeah, I, pretty cool. I love DOA too, and I, I have Joe Joe Shithead's biography. What's it called? I Shithead or something? I can't remember what it's called. But <laughs> he he, uh, he signed it for me, and and he signed it. Talk talk minus action equals zero. And I'm sure he's done that like ten thousand times. But I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's a really nice guy, too. He is. He's a super nice guy. You buy him a Molson, he'll talk to you about hockey or whatever, you know? <laughs> just... So so it's a cheap date then is what you're saying. No, but he's 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 very tall, Neil. He's like a he's a very tall man and he's uh but he's very unassuming. He's just he is. He's he's a super nice guy, super easy to talk to. I mean I have to um, I have to say probably to my embarrassment, I don't think I've heard anything outside of that first the first couple of the first uh, albums, albums or something. The yeah. first albums are classic. But the the recent stuff is actually pretty solid too i mean i would i mean i'd still probably you know if somebody was just starting i would certainly recommend hardcore 81 first and then something better change probably but the newer stuff is decent it's good mm-hmm. i'll so. have to tell you a story about something better change do it um uh, when i was a teenager my dad like said what do you want for christmas and i said i want a doa album i wanted something better change <laughs> and i I don't know. I couldn't remember what the name of the album was. I said it's red and it's by a band named DOA. Now you have to go downtown to get it. You can't get it in a regular record store. <laughs> and but did he listen to me? No. He went to a regular record store, opened my present on Christmas morning, and it was Lover Boy because there's ah! a song on the back called DOA. Oh no! <laughs> it was red leather, right? They were in the red leather. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, oh dear. But, but another, oh, another classic Canadian band, though, right? I forgot they're Canadian too. Um, yeah, well, we don't classic. want to be reminded of that. Well, listen, you know, listen, I'm, I'm no Loverboy fan, but the fact of the matter is, I never really imagined that my life would become so much like their stupid "Working for the Weekend" song. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, back when things were open, you know, back when you actually go to the bar on the weekend or whatever. So, so all right, I'll tell you what. So you're you're in you're in Toronto. We're, we're picking up now. You're in Toronto, and you're uh, in college, and you're and you're putting a band together. So, did you did you have a permanent band, or were you just kind of playing a bunch of bands, or how how how'd that work out for you? Well, I started um, playing in a couple of bands. One was called I think the first one was called the Nina Hagen Dawes. Very good, like it. <laughs> and yeah. then we played in the Ethel Mormons. <laughs> Loving it. Big for the puns, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we just went to the sp- uh, the a couple of the people in the band then joined me, like the bass player and I uh, joined, or was it? We had a sax player too. 
which was odd. No, that she wasn't in the spasms, but the spasms was really a long running um, uh, group. It was, it, I think that's where I had the most success in terms of being in punk bands. And you've probably never even heard of them. <laughs> I haven't, but that's a great name for a band. Better than a pun, I think, actually. So was that an all, was that an all girl band then, or was it mixed, or what was the? Uh, the make? singer was female, and I was female drummer, and the the other two were guys. Gotcha. Did you release Were anything? You... We did. We released um, singles and CDs. I don't know if you can find anything out there on the interwebs, but... Oh, you can find everything on the interwebs. Yeah, you might be able to. <laughs> Just a matter of how much digging. Did you... Uh, so you... Um... So you're in Toronto, and you get you get so you were pretty pretty well known locally, I assume. Did you get like to that spot where you're getting all the killer like opening gigs, like when a great punk band came to town, you got to open for them? Did you get in that kind of situation? Jeez, mm, I, I can't remember if we really did. Um, I don't know. <laughs> see, I see really I'm going to say don't. no then, because you, if you did, you would have known, right? <laughs> yeah, I probably would have said, "Well, we played with them." Did you open some cool bands? Sorry? Did you open for some cool bands? Um, that's what I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember. I mean, Ooh. we were doing a lot of headlining when we were on, uh, on mini tours, let's say. Sure. You weren't that extensive. And uh, there's one thing in the, the book, Loose Gravel, that I, I did steal from that band. Mm. And, um, and other bands have experienced this. It's when you go into a town, you don't think they know you that well. Um, you start playing your first song and the whole crowd is singing all the lyrics together in unison and the singer just holds the mic into the crowd and doesn't have to sing for the whole gig because everyone knows every damn song. That is one of the best things that can happen to you as a band, I think. So so you were able to do did you do you ever get to the US? You guys you did some touring. Did you do like weekend touring or did you go like for a week at a time or Oh, uh, it's I'm... usually weekend touring, long weekend touring, that kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. And uh, and you got to do it. Did you ever get to make it to the US, the good old US of A that you guys have been making, taking turns making fun of lately? The two of you. We did, did you ever play make... in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Right across. Very, right across very lousy neighborhood where car almost got stolen so <laughs> mm. well listen don't tell anybody but 90 percent of detroit is lousy neighborhood <laughs> but, not these days actually it's it's well, coming there's around some nice, there's some nice areas so so i'm actually so i'm on the west side of michigan so like the closest i, I can actually be to canada in like three hours to windsor like windsor or like london or like that is not that far for me so yeah, like, but there's no reason to go to those two places. Well, there used to be when we were younger because you could drink when you were younger. Ah, now he's getting ah, to yeah. it. Yeah. Canada had a 19 drinking age, and right across the border they had a, and I use the term loosely, but they had a lot of gentlemen's clubs, so it was kind of like a destination for young guys to go to go hang out. But, yeah, Windsor, the city of Windsor itself leaves a lot to be desired. It's I not, don't know. It's just never come around. It's just I don't know. I'm going to call it a shithole, but <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you would offend any. I don't think you would be uh, wrong in that regard. Not even to Windsorites, and I have friends there who say the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's probably hard being in Detroit's, you know, sort of rate, uh, you know, gravitational pull. So, so I'll tell you what. Let's let's stick one more song in there, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about the book a little bit and. Uh, what uh, what's the next song, Neil? What's what's the next tune you think we should jam? Well, 
we could either do the subhumans or GBH mm. or no policy. Uh, sticking with the Canadian theme. So the so the so the funny thing is, um, I figured when she picked subhumans, I'm like, oh, it's got to be the Canadian. Me subhumans. too. I thought that it's too. Actually, yeah. It's actually English subhumans, another very political band. You know, you can get in lots of trouble in Canada for saying you like the English version. I like them both. Yeah, I do too. Actually, I think they're both good. The Canadian subhumans are actually, I think, a little bit underrated. Yes, that's true. So, which song did you pick? I can't remember. It's called "Big City," right? Yes, yeah, "Big City." Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, what is this? So, this is what's uh, what's the uh, thinking behind this song? Well, I've been living in a big city for a while now, and um, I just want to get out, get a place in the country where there's no neighbors. Ah, after that's funny. You grew up in there, and you couldn't wait to get to the city. And now you can't wait to get back, right? <laughs> Yes, it's inside me. What can I say? <laughs> All right, so this is the UK subhumans with Big City. <laughs> Dick Lucas and the boys with uh, the subhumans with uh, Big City. Yeah. So did you ever move back to Ottawa or did you, once you went to college in Toronto, you pretty much, you've been ever since? No, I met my husband there and then we just stayed here. Sure. So, so you played, so you played in bands for a long time over the years, right? Yep. I don't want to say how many years. Well, it's lots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are, you, are, you, so, are, you, are you still playing now or did you give that up well even if i wanted to play you can't really play right now because oh sure right i mean the last band i was in was actually a, a bluegrass-ish punk band it was it, it was more just you know sitting in someone's basement having some beers and making some noise yeah but sure. we played some pretty fun covers but in a bluegrass way so interesting Okay. So you, you did you play full drum kit on that, or did you do some other kind of percussion? No, I had like a board, and I I wear a big shoe and do the stomp and palm thing. 
And like I that. had all these like what? things that made jingly noises and like I had lots of toys and I just play with a snare. That's funny. You know, I, I actually, I saw there's, there's a band. I can't remember where they're from. from Milwaukee or something. They're called SS web, uh, steering ships with empty bottles. Is what it stands for. And the percussionist is like <laughs> that. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have a drum kit. It's so entertaining, right? It's almost more entertaining watching someone play all this weird stuff than it is actually just beating on the drum kit. So that's kind of cool. So, so at some point you decided you wanted to sort of try to capture the touring experience in a book or, or you, how did, how did the impetus to write loose gravel come around? Uh, well, I was, I wrote a book before that, which is, um, basically about, um, the eighties punk and goth scenes. It's a really dark young adult novel. So it's fiction. Um, it's fiction. Everything's fiction that I write. Yeah. Okay. But it was based and, on your based on your experiences, kind of growing up in that scene, I assume. Well, you know what? It's sort of like a lens from that. But there's not really anybody in any of my books that you'll say, "Oh, well, you knew them," or any place you've been. Like I said, there was the experience of having you know the crowd sing sure. your songs, but that's about as far as it goes. Hmm. Um, I take. I take um, a club or um, an individual or something, and um, it's like a, a big bag of goodies, and I th- keep throwing stuff in this big bag of goodies. And over the years, you shake it up and you pull a few things out, and that becomes a club, or that becomes a character. So it's not anybody or anywhere. Even though there's little bits of people probably in the characters, but you, you, you don't want to... Uh... So nobody's wholesale. So if somebody's a jerk in the book, they're not. Ne- it's not necessarily one person. It might be four or five jerks made that character. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not go. always a, a jerk that'll be the character. There might be some redeeming qualities. I always see redeeming qualities in everybody, no matter what kind of jerk they are. So your your so your first book, did you? What perspective did you write that from? That was first person. Okay. And your and new the, and your your new one is the same. Loose travel is first person also, or is it? Is no, it not? it's third person. Okay, but it's kind of written from so it's written from the from the perspective of the drummer though, right? No. Nope. Oh, it isn't. Okay, I was reading. No, because... it, yeah, no, it's just uh, every single person is um, is talked about in the same way. It's not um, her definition of anybody. I mean. Some people have said, you know, it's it sounds like there's, you know, a lot about her in it, but I didn't realize that would come across like that. I tried to make it very even-handed, but maybe it's because I am a drummer that people just seem to put the two together and say, hmm. oh, it's probably just about the drummer, which it isn't. Hmm. So do you want to give us a, like a little bit, uh, I mean, without giving everything away, obviously, because we, you know, we don't want to complete plots and have, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of what, what, what you did with the book? Sure. Um, all of my books start with a date. So, okay. um, instead of chapter one, it starts with a date. Okay. So this was 1995. Um, the band is on their, yeah, the band's on their first tour. Um, they, uh. You know, back then, you were really just putting things together yourself, um, using book your f- own fucking life. Mm. Remember that? Rock and, oh yeah, the old Maximum Rock and Roll book. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and, a few or things you're, out like, myself. you're like spending a fortune on phone bills, try to get in touch with uh, clubs and promoters and book a tour that way. And it's ridiculous. So um, and you, and you hope when you get there that you hope when you get there that there's actually something. <laughs> Yeah, you hope the show is there. I mean, in one instance, the band gets there and the club has been flooded with sewage and they can't play. <laughs> so, you know, so that has to be based on some out. kind of a that has to be based on some kind of a real life experience, right? Maybe not sewage, but something. Well, not my own personal experience, but you know, it might have been somebody who told me a story about something ah, like that. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. But. So it, uh, there it's in and the funny thing about it is uh, this is the part i had the most fun with is you get on the bill and the club owner had obviously has not listened to the demo tape you sent them ah. and you're like why are we on the bill with these guys they totally don't fit but they just threw anybody on so there's lots of funny moments like that where i mean the bands are was ugh, making up the band names was my favorite part of it you could see, just go nuts with that. See, that's what Neil and I are very good at. We don't have a band, but we're really super good at making up names. <laughs> yeah, I've got a Neil's, whole list. I think, Neil's got like, I think Neil's got like half a notebook full at home. <laughs> yeah, my husband once said if you have like a really great name, you're going to suck as a band. Oh, dear. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or you'll never get it together, certainly. Yeah, yep. it could be. But I don't know. Some of the names now that we take for granted as being really great names, I don't know that they're really that great, you know? But well, yeah. well, Dead Kennedys was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Dead Kennedys was great. Definitely a, a thing of the time. You know, I mean, Black sex, Flag is great. Sex Pistols is fantastic. Yeah, but yeah. okay. For example, like the Ramones. Like, like we just worship the Ramones because they're the greatest band ever. But you know the name. Eh, you know. Yeah, that's just a mediocre name. It just exactly. Grows, it just grows into public consciousness after a while, though, right? I mean, you just you don't even you don't even think about it. You don't even think about it, right? Well, it's you just... know, and, and a lot of those names are stolen too. Of course, you know, when we were kids. It was Black Flag killed roaches, right? Right. Yeah. And and the misfits it was just like a generic term for you know. But anyway, it's all it's anyway it's it's, it's all good. So so what's the name? What's the name of the band in the in the book? What's the what does end up being the name of the band? <laughs> oh boy, Spooge. Spooge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that just a made-up word, or is that oh, no. is that you know what spooge is? Oh no, Tom, you know what spooge is, don't you? Spooge means. Well, that's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Is the is the is the uh, is the band in the book all girls, or is it like a mixed bag also? No, it's all guys and uh, one female. And um, I kind of wanted to make the female or the drummer or one of them. Um, it would. It, it ended up being the drummer, just so I could speak to that experience. Because uh, when she goes to try out for the band, um, the one of the, like the bass player is just sitting there, like growling at her, like. Um, and that she finds out later that um, he said, "Well, why'd you even bother getting a chick to show up? She the chicks don't hit hard enough, and they can't play the same kind of hard shit that we're playing." And then she proves him wrong with her chops. But this is the kind of thing you get. I mean, I would um, get people answering my ad uh, for a drummer. And as soon as I answered the phone, like I used the name Dana 60. So it could be a guy or a girl. Sure. So people would um, call me up and say, oh, you're a chick. Never mind. And hang up on me. Hmm. So the other thing I would think would be difficult, even if you're just doing like weekend tours, 
having a co-ed van it really makes it a totally different dynamic, right? Either the women get really tough or the men get really sensitive, but I suspect <laughs> the men aren't getting more sensitive. Well, the the drummer in this story had a bit of a difficult childhood, so she's pretty tough. Mm. What what about how did you cope with being in the van with all this with the, how did you when you were doing it personally? Was it was it tough doing the co-ed thing in the van or was it it just you just made it work or it didn't even matter that you no, were it didn't even matter we we're just friends it's you know it's not a big deal I'm sure but in loose gravel she's actually in an on and off again relationship with the bass player ah always a good idea yeah I know that bass was players get all the chicks don't you do know? not play with anyone <laughs> you're seeing. <laughs> It's it, well. It's funny you say that, Neil, because I always I always thought good advice was never. You know, there's there used to be a song, and I can't remember who did it, but it was a song called "Never Fall in Love with a Drummer," and it was just <laughs> taught, But it was it was definitely about male drummers, what flakes they generally are. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of bands so, at the same time normally as well. Right? I can't I can't speak to you know. The, the, I mean, there's been some definitely some very fine female drummers, but it's still fairly rarefied air, right? I mean, there's just not a not a ton. Yeah, I mean, back in, like, when I was playing quite a few bands, the bass player was often a girl or I'm glad a you singer. said it. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said it instead of me. No, if but it's true. Those are the, I don't know. Those are yeah, the, the positions in the band they tend to, to sure. gravitate towards. And then you saw more guitarists, but not a lot of female drummers. See, I think it's a lot of it the bass player, I think, and this, I, and I swear I don't mean to, this is, I hope this doesn't come, come across as sexist at all, but I think a lot of times the bass player ends up being like a girlfriend or somebody, and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to play bass, and, and not always, but I know a lot of times, you know, TV Smith, I think right? Women, you know? I don't know, I think women have <laughs> a really great sense of rhythm, so. Yeah, that's true, that's, that's where true. that comes from. That's why and I we, think more should be drummers, but, I mean, you've got to do something different with each hand and with each foot, so mm-hmm. you got to be you got to be able to do all that at the same time. So maybe that's what turns some people off the instrument. I don't know. I tell you what, with with Adam and the Ants touring band, the band he tours with right now, he's got a female drummer and she is amazing. And she also has a beehive and somehow she keeps the beehive up the entire time she's drumming. So it's (laughs) it's pretty fucking incredible. (laughs) The main thing, you know, I don't know if you've ever played much drums, Neil, but my, my brother was a drummer, right? So I had a drum kit around a lot and I can really do a pretty good, like, you know, blistering bop beat. But after like one and a half minutes, I'm ready to die. I can't imagine. <laughs> like my foot on the bass drum pedal is just my my calf is killing me, and it's it it takes a certain level of endurance. Oh, definitely. To do it for, I mean, even if you're only playing a half hour, it's still work. You know, at some point, I realized that if I took my shoes off, I could play the um, the bass drum way better. You just, I was just playing with my toes. I mean, you get a way better feel for that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But can you kick it as hard when you don't have shoes on? Oh, yeah. No problem, huh? <laughs> it well, just depends there's... on, like, I don't know, it, uh, what kind of drummer you are. I was always kind of, like, very, uh, like, a jungle-ish kind of sound. I I had some cymbals, but I never used the hi-hat. I hate mm. the hi-hat. Hmm. So like a tribal, like a tribal kind of thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I got to tell you, I, I know we didn't pick any of your songs, but I really want to listen to some of your songs. I hope we can maybe maybe we could figure out one that we could uh, throw in at some point so somebody can hear you play because I would hate to I'd hate to have people not be able to hear you play. So I'll tell you what, though, let's play another. Let's stick another song in of the ones you picked. GBH, uh, how's that? 
GBA. You know, I I believe we've already played this one, but that's okay. I love this song. And tell us tell us about this song. This is an interesting choice. Another British band. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's the strangest thing to write a song about. Being attacked by rats, a city baby attacked by rats. <laughs> I'd like to know the story behind. That. Well, and then and then they have the the city baby's revenge. I mean, it's it's it is sort of a strange thing, isn't it? Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I always I like that song. What can I say? I do. I do. I do too. I know Neil, Neil growing up in England, it, he they're a little medley for him. But yes, I think exactly. we, I think we got a hotline on a on an OG member of uh, GBH. So maybe we'll ask them in person one of these days. So yeah. Anyway, so this is the of course the title track from the album uh, "City Baby Attacked by Rats." GBH. <laughs> GBH there with City Baby attacked by rats. It's probably you you... it was probably like a headline in a newspaper or something actually. Yeah, some kind of tabloid thing. Think. It could be, or you know, you think you had a rough childhood, Aniel? You yeah. were never attacked by rats that <laughs> no. you know of. Attacked by goldfish. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny, so the the name the name of the book, Loose Gravel, was where's that coming from? Well, the band in this story, you know, they they don't know each other that well. Um, you find in the beginning, some of them don't even know each other's last names, and that's typical in a band. You might know somebody, like I played in a band with a guy called Skunk, and I don't even know what his real name is. 
So, I mean, so they, they learned that. Um, they also, um, they have some issues between each person's relationship, which breaks them apart. Then you get factions joining back together again and breaking apart. And oh, it yeah. just, it's like when you're driving at the side, if you're driving on a, a paved road and then you accidentally hit the dra- the gravel, all the rocks fly up and it's a big dusty mess. And that's basically... I just thought that's appropriate for a road story. Mm, so it's like and it's metaphor. Appropriate. Yeah, it's a me- metaphor for what happens in the book. Neil, you grew up. You you uh, uh, did you grow up with gravel roads? Uh, no, sir. No, we I live in a civilized country, Tom. We, so, we don't well, yeah, have but when roads. you moved to like when you were <laughs> when you were down in southern Illinois going to college, there was no you lived in farm or you were by farm country. There's no oh, down there, roads, down there maybe yeah, but we were in the big city of uh, Champaign Urbana. So. Well, you know, I, I we have we have gravel roads here, and and uh, my grandparents live on one. You and I actually went over there. Went, we went did. over there. That was gravel. Yeah. But uh, it is bizarre because I, where I grew up in Wisconsin, there was no gravel roads, and the first time I drove on one here, I almost died. So, no, why was that? Because I was going too fast, and I was like sixteen, ah. and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> okay. So that's a metaphor too, probably for something. How is Wisconsin in Madison? They used to have the toilet paper museum. <laughs> you know, I never, I haven't made it to that. Maybe this year could be the year. Okay, please. To so ex- I please think to it's explain. long gone at this point. Please oh, to is it? A toilet yeah. paper museum. <laughs> I love stupid museums, and in loose gravel, they go to a really stupid museum. So that's sort of my love of, hmm. of you know, hmm. these stupid roadside attractions that you just. Ah, oh yes. God, I gotta stop there. You barely have enough to buy McDonald's, and you got to stop and pay five dollars to see the mystery spot, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. When I was down in Georgia earlier this year, I went to the Bigfoot Museum. Ooh. <laughs> really? I was, I was really hoping there would be more definitive proof of Bigfoot. Was Bigfoot? But I got to tell was... you, I walked away. I walked away more skeptical than I was when I got there. <laughs> when I got there, I was open to it. When I left, I was very skeptical. I didn't know Bigfoot had ever been spotted in uh, in Georgia. I thought it was always like yeah, a Pacific like, Northwest there's like, thing. There's like three states where it's been a lot, and Georgia's one of them. It's pretty wild down there, you know. Hmm. But I, I am totally going there when restrictions are lifted. You should. It's it's very nice. It's called <laughs> Blue, Ridge, Blue Blue Ridge area of Georgia. It's it's very nice. It's uh. Pretty rustic. Yeah, but you said the museum. You said the museum kind of sucks, so maybe it's not worth visiting. Well, it's just you know, it, it was. I we used to watch. Did you ever watch? There used to be a show on called like Finding Bigfoot or something. I had this guy named Bobo and all these wackos that really were hunting Bigfoot. You ever seen that shows? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I, I guess we can well, talk about my, Sasquatch again, like Zach Buzzkill. My, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, when my kids were little, we used to watch that, and they really enjoyed that show. So I thought, oh, this would be a lark. Well, the show was more fun. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, and and we also learned recently. Ginny, that there's a a, a fiction uh, called uh, Sasquatch uh, erotica or Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> oh so, my! Yes, I mean there's something for everyone, right? I mean I think a lot more people could relate to you know being a traveling band in a van touring around than Bigfoot erotica, but I guess I don't know for sure. That's not a bad it's name our... for a band though, that. Right. Yeah. yeah there you go. That's your next book. You can have that one, Jenny. Be your next book. Write that down in your notebook. <laughs> so, so, so when did when did the book actually come out, Jenny? Actually, it, um, I was sitting around when you know the plague first hit, and I sure. was bored stiff. And it was, I think it was like February. I'm going. What the hell am I going to do if this lasts for more than a few months? Sure. So I mean, I had gone to a bunch of traditional publishers. 
back in the day for years and years and years and I didn't get a bite. And so um, I'm just sitting there going, why don't you just self-publish? I wasn't thinking really because I couldn't actually get the book out there in all the ways that I thought I could because everything was closed yeah. and it was closed for so long. So everything had to be online and that was really tough. So I don't think I'm going to release another book if this plague keeps going on, but it was a good learning experience. Did you, your last, you said you wrote a book before. Did you, did you publish it or was it like an, it ended up being like an ebook or did you, cause this, this, you do physical copies of this book, right? This is something you've had printed. Yeah. Um, I don't do ebooks because I know too many people who've gotten their, um, their stuff ripped off that way. Ah. And somebody just, you know, just says, I'm going to put my name on this book. I don't know. Ah. I guess they can hack into the code or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's technology. That's not for me. And I hate ebooks anyway, just because I don't, I don't know. I like the tactile nature of yeah, tactile. We like, yeah, we like vinyl and we like books. We like lots of things exactly. that can burn in a fire. It's great. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's like and, me too. <laughs> yeah. And if we, so, move, if we move, it takes about six trucks to move it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is funny, right? Because in a normal situation, you could probably you know, go to your local bookstore maybe and do like a little reading or something, right? Or or maybe you could figure out a way to, you know, kind of piggyback on, you know, have you got friends that still play music? You know, you know, go to your, go to a show and maybe kind of try to get them straight to the people who are interested. But yeah, it's, it's pretty tough this last year to do anything, right? Well, you know, both of those things I was going to do and then I just thought I can't do it. And everything was just kept being closed up again, right? I mean... I don't think any of us thought the plague would last this long. No. I uh, I hope it. I, it I, I'm 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 sort of positive, not positive, optimistic. I'm not positive about anything, but I'm optimistic about the future. I don't know, and like I said, I don't know about Canada necessarily, but it looks like summer we're gonna have we're gonna have shows, and some of them might be actually so, sort of normal. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually yeah. hoping to go to a couple next weekend, and when I'm in Irvine. In Anaheim, well, I should say. Crazy because that's California, which has been one of the most locked down, locked down areas. But I mean, the, the the problem with you, I would think, Jenny, over where you're at, is you're in definitely like the population center of the country, right? I mean, yeah. it, isn't it something like sixty percent of Canada is within a hundred miles of like the border, like Toronto? Or I don't know. I can't remember what it was. I remember, but it's, it's so. I would think that would be trickier. I would think out west it would be maybe a little easier. But yeah, we. Uh, I think I think I think we're gonna get back. I think we're gonna get back to normal somewhat. Hopefully I'm very jealous if you're going to gigs. I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen at all this year for us. You don't think so? Nope. Well, yeah, that stinks because uh, we need everybody to be open for kind of like these touring patterns, right? Guess yeah. we won't be seeing. Guess we won't be seeing DOA down here this year. <sighs> Probably not. The, or the Dayglo abortions, even though even though the Cretan didn't appear to care, right? He seemed to be yeah. open to just doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. So, well, it'll be yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think. You know, unfortunately, this is yeah, definitely not something we were prepared for. And you know, it's funny we started doing this podcast in the fall of nineteen, and you know, and this happened in the spring. And I, we've actually had people write into us and say, I can't go back and listen to those ep old episodes because you guys are kind of joking about this thing because we had no idea how serious it was going to yeah. be. So we're sort of, yeah. we're sort of making jokes. Yeah. About, oh, you know, because I remember in, in March we had to cancel a bunch of plans, but we're like, oh, I'm sure our June plans will still be fine, right? And then it's like, oh, I'm sure our August plans will still be fine. 
And then it's just, you know, yeah. gun and gun and mouth. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. All right. So so this so let's pl- let's play the well, I would love, I would really love to hear some of your mu- your music, Jenny. Is there anything on YouTube you think we could find that you're playing drums on? You, you might be able to find the spasms. It's spelled with two Zs. Oh, spa- okay. So I was looking on Discogs for that, and I didn't see anything. So was it S P A Z Z Z M Z? Oh, Z M Z. Okay. Because there was a lot of other, but- there was a lot of other spellings of spasms. A lot of other bands called spasms, but spasms Cause- artist. Nuclear, is that you? There you go. Yeah, That's that was it. one of our CDs. Well, all right. Look at that. All right. I'll tell you what. We don't. What? What? Uh, is is it like a full album, Neil, or is it a track? It, it is. It's a. Well, no. I'm looking on Discogs right now. So they have a seven inch called Spasms, and it's a delightful cover. We can see Ginny on the cover. It's a photo of Ginny on the cover. I assume that's you playing drums, right? Yep. And then the album is called Nuclear. So let's take a look on the old... You, you Talk amongst yourselves while I look this up and see if I can find something. Hold on. I forgot Absolutely. where I was... I forgot, I forgot where I was going to go. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So the other song you picked is sort of obscure. Yep. And I think... And I don't know. Was it ever properly recorded? It was like the demo version, the only version of it. Because I know we found a demo version of it. I wonder if that was like the only version of it. No, they were on a um, a compilation of Canadian punk bands. Ah. That's the only reason I know it. I don't even know if they put out a a record or anything. If they did, then that must be worth a fortune. Mm. So they were just one of your favorites growing up. No, they was just I just like that song on that album. I just mean, love that I've, song. I've never seen them live or anything. So this is no comply, right? I get that no right? policy. Yeah. No policy. No policy. I'm sorry. No, no policy. Right. Yeah. No policy, and it's called news or propaganda. And it's what's the name of the what's the name of the uh, album it's from? <laughs> ah, we got you. Huh? Don't remember. So let me let me hold on. Let me look that up too. News or propaganda? The album is called No Policy from 1984. How's that? Oh, wow. so there's an album. Yeah, there is an there album is for that. There is an album. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I gotta when we, get that. When yeah. we were all youngsters. Yeah. To go for like three, to go for like 300 bucks, Neil? Um, <laughs> well, not on the label. There aren't any for sale, I'm afraid. Oh, ah. it's, uh, it's a cassette only. There you go. It's a cassette. Ah, okay. And, uh, Love it. And these guys, they, they looked like they were, a, um, a, there was a girl playing guitar anyway, right? And a dude singing and a dude playing drums. Yeah, I'm afraid it doesn't look like it's available anywhere. No policy cassette. Anyway. Mm. So anyway, this is uh, No Policy with News or Propaganda. Propaganda, news on, propaganda, news on. 
New policy with news or propaganda, and that was, I believe, from a demo tape. So excuse the uh, the dodgy quality right there, because um, that was all I could find. So, so I'll tell you what. Let's. I'm going to let Jenny try or tell us where we can get her book, Neil. And you're going to try to find a spasm song to play. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. What would be a, what would be probably your most famous song that I could look up? Because that will be be the one that would be there if any were up there. Bernice. Bernice, right. Okay. Look. I, I, I was lost when she said there was two Zeds. <laughs> All I can think is Pulp Fiction. Zed's dead, baby. Oh, because you, you were thinking Z. Yeah, see, I go you know, both ways. Being English, I can go both ways. See, on that one. Yeah, so, we know, Neil. Yeah. We know you go both ways. It's fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I fucking set that one up, didn't I? That's great. You did, man. I'm sorry. I couldn't pass I tell it you up. what, you should, you, should, you should look up spasms in uh, on YouTube. You get all kinds of unpleasant things. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's funny. So, so Jenny, tell us how we can get you. Tell us how we can get your book. Okay, I'm on Shopify. Is um, that a thing? I'm not really super familiar with it, but that's no. It's uh, it's sort of like Amazon, but it's just okay. an online shopping um, forum. Okay. Um, I'll have to give you the address. I mean, uh, oh wait a minute, it's um. They need they need you to put the https colon slash slash and it's ginnyfbooks.myshopify.com. So I assume now, if they go if they go to Shopify and they and they search loose gravel that'll come up I assume. No, they're really weird that way. But I can send you. Oh, actually, I did. Send I've got you the, the link. I've got I've got so, the link. Yeah. Okay, I've we'll put that. We'll put that up definitely because yep. we we uh, we. It'll be a couple of weeks. It's it's a couple of week lag between when we record and when we put it up. But we'll uh, yeah, we'll put the link up for you. So it's on Shopify, and you have like a you do a, you have a Facebook page or something, right? I do, uh, and I sent that to you as well. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to mention with Shopify, the shipping to the U.S. is not that great. So mm-hmm. if you want to do PayPal with me, you can send it to my email address, which is Ginny F books at gmail.com and i i will i have a a shipper that's like 75 percent less than what's on shopify Ah, so for the u.s i strongly encourage you to go that route if you can do a paypal account and i I assume you will um sign it and stuff like that if people want to order absolutely okay i mean some people don't want stuff scrawled in their books so if people do order it let me know whether or not you want me to sign it Okay, sure. that's cool. Now, how long are we talking? It's, I mean, from what I could read in some of the re- these reviews, it's a pretty long book, right? It's not a, it's not a pamphlet. No, it's close to four hundred pages. Wow. wow. But people have told me that they just zip through it. They said, "Oh, well, I was going to read a couple chapters one night, and then they end up reading up to like chapter 20. Happy ending. So <laughs> it's really easy to read, but it's well, it's it's pretty fun. It's really fun. That's a good sign. You know, I, I, I am interested. I'm definitely, uh, I, I never really was able to tour beyond like the weekend thing either in my, in my career playing music, but I certainly am interested to read about your faux pas and your sewage in the club. 
and all these things. <laughs> the interpersonal relationships, because I'll tell you what, you're right. you got four people in a band, right? It's usually two against two, and then it switches. And it's two different people against two different so that's Abba yeah, and right the there. That, the things that happen in this band could happen to anybody, but it's just kind of unexpected. One of the characters, like the lead singer, is gay, and uh, he comes out during the novel. Uh, there's also a grimy little homeless kid in there that um, sort of ends up coming on and off on some of their um, tours, or sorry, their tour dates. He just hitchhikes around following them. <laughs> Well, and not... I mean, I don't know about you guys, but back in Toronto in uh, like, I don't know, the 90s, there were a lot of, um, we used to call them squeegee punks. Mm. They're the ones that would stand on the street corner and wash your windows. And there are lots of homeless kids. I mean, it's just the lives that they lived were horrible and what they came from. So I kind of felt sorry for them. And this is why I put that character in there. Hmm. <laughs> well, probably what we would call the old crust, the crust punks. Scene, crust you know? punks, yeah. Yeah. Yep, no doubt. Stinkier the better. So when did you when did you finish the book? When like how long has it been since you've since it's been done? Oh geez, I think I wrote it in the early two thousands. Oh wow! So oh shit! I thought this was recent. So okay. Well, so okay, so it was just so it was just waiting to be finished, or you just you wrote it and just that you you wanted it as a project. No, I I downtime. I I've written about six novels. I'm writing another one and a play. Wow, right now. look at you. But back then, I mean, I was trying to shop them out to publishers. You know, publishers want the same old shit that everyone else is putting out. So they sure. read something that's a little bit different, and they're like, no, I'm not interested. So I I would, I was told, sent out 100, 100 submissions, and if you don't get a bite after 100, give, then you're free to give up. And I would hmm. do that. Didn't get anything. I got so discouraged that I just said, fuck it, I'm never writing again. Mm. And I did start writing again. Um, I don't know. Wait, I know. Yeah, I did start writing again after I self-published Loose Gravel. It was almost like somebody took the cork off the bottle. Mm. I just said, I'm going to do this my own way. If nobody wants to publish it, I'm going to publish it. Hmm. That's very DIY. That's very much in the punk spirit of things, right? Definitely. Now, what about all the, what about all the other books you've written? Any, I mean, was was it, has this one been your favorite? Is this why you pushed this one so much? Um, I don't know. This one's this is the funniest one. I can I can get kind of dark in some of my stories, <laughs> but this one was I think had the most humor in it. I just figured that's a a good entry point. I I do intend to self publish the rest of them hmm. eventually, but like I said, not in a plague ever again. So, so have you ever considered Bigfoot erotica? We know at least one person who's super into it. You know what? That might be the title of a book. There you go. There you go. What it's about, I don't even want to say. There you go. Neil, did you have any luck? No, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I didn't. I looked up everything I could think of, and uh, as far from weird pictures of people's legs and things like that, I, there's nothing I could find. I was I was trying the same thing, but I wondered if I got the spelling right. Is it? S P A Z Z A S M or is it S M S or is it S P A Z M Z? Yes. Spasms. Yeah, I'm not having any luck either. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. So we better we better we better let her pick one more song then. Yeah. Just for good me- just yeah, for good down- measure. Ginny, it's it's down to you. You're on the spot now. Pick pick us one yeah. song. Yeah. 
did you have did you have an alternate just in case? What of one of the bands I played in? No, no. Did you have like an alternate song picked out in case we in case we couldn't find one of the ones you'd sent to us? Or a favorite I'm gonna, song? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no based on this uh, based favorite, on her hesitancy. Favorite song? Yeah. Favorite band? Um. Yeah. You know what? Um. Just because of the the morning that I had. Yes. And I was just sort of singing the song to myself. Uh, that's just the only thing I can think of on the spot, which something goes wrong again by the Buzzcocks. Oh, good oh, that's love fun. it. Yeah. Band. He's not going to complain about that. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll, g- I'll give you a chance to give a, give a last, give a last little uh, pitch for your book. So it's on Shopify. It's called Loose Gravel, about a traveling band, not, not biographical, even though some of it might be, I suspect little bits of it maybe, right? And, uh, not really. <laughs> what else? What, am, I, am I forgetting? No, not at all, huh? That's I, I see. I find that strange, just because you know we tend to write about what you know, but that's all right. So, what do you? Uh, so, so, am I missing anything? What? what, what am I? I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off prematurely. Well, you know what? If you you like a really good road story, um, you're into punk. You don't even have to be into punk. I mean, mm. one of the things I keep getting over and over again is really strong character development. And I think mm. somebody once called it uh, like the punk rock going down the road. So there you go. So you I, don't have to you don't have to be into punk to like it, but I think it's a good angle. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's kind really of a, if you if you were there, you're really going to get a lot of the references. Sure. Well, and it gives you it gives you a little bit of a built in built in audience, you know. Well, I had a friend who read it, and he um, he's like this gay guy who likes opera. And he loved it. Um, he said, "I all I did was like I got on the computer every time I heard of a band or something that I didn't know anything about, and I googled it." And he goes, "You know how much I learned." <laughs> <laughs> Makes him wish he wouldn't have wasted his life learning to actually sing and actually had sung in a band like that, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But no, I'll tell you what. Okay, so listen, Jenny. Thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. I, 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 uh, I need to read this book. I intend to read this book. I, I awesome. think it sounds very interesting. And, uh, yeah, best of luck to you. Yeah. Thanks. And, well, I really appreciate you guys um, having me on and talking about it because, I mean, it's really tough to get it out there right now. So yeah, yeah, super appreciative of this. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's, no, you're welcome. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, like I said, we, we, we end up talking to – it's it's nice to hear a woman's perspective once in a while, even though you didn't really tell us any stories about particularly being, you know – uh, you know, battered except not battered. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Being like uh, you know mistreated because you're a woman. But that's right. Oh yeah, hey, you get Tom. that. You don't get yeah. a lot of respect. Yeah, I, I suspect that's true. You know, you got to fight for every inch of it, right? But that's all right. It makes you tough. It makes you you know willing to self-publish and willing to take some of these risks. So anyway, so yeah, check out Loose Gravel, everybody. It's on Shopify and uh, yeah, Ginny 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 Ginny, Ginny, Ginny F Books at Gmail dot com. Um, seems to be the way, the best way to get it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, get some links. We'll, we'll make sure the links, links yep. are up. So, we sure so. will. Yep. So, all right. I tell you what, I'm going to go eat a late dinner. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Jenny. And, uh, good luck with right. it. Good luck with this and all your future stuff. Uh, thanks guys. Yep. Thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, playing us out is going to be the Buzzcocks with something's gone wrong again. as the B side to harmony in my head. All right. Thanks Thank everybody. You. Talk to you all later. Stay free and keep a little mark in your heart. Bye bye. See ya. Bye.